Welcome to Grow Happy, a podcast available in Italian, English, and Spanish. Today's episode is the last episode of season one. We invite you to stay tuned for the second season. For more details, remember that you can find us at www.togrowhappy.com. We'd like to thank all of you for being part of this community. Listeners like Maria Elena from Argentina, who's learning Italian with us. Marion from New Jersey, who's learning Spanish and Italian with us as well. We would go on for hours mentioning all the people who have openly expressed their support for this project. And to you, our listeners, thank you. Hi, Lily. Hi, Fernando. What's today's topic? The key concept today is life on autopilot. Today, we're going to talk about the connection between two concepts. The first one is the mind on autopilot, and the second one is the negativity bias. To understand what the mind on autopilot is like, just think about a time when your mind wandered and you lost track of time. For example, have you ever driven and when you reached your destination, you realize you were lost in thought and don't even remember how you got there? Or maybe browsing online, you realize an hour just went by, poof, it disappeared. Time is not the only factor we can lose track of. In fact, neuroscientists argue that most of our psychological experience is pretty automatic. We do a lot without conscious awareness. At any given moment, we rely on default processes from breathing, regulating body temperature, blinking, to more complex automatic processes that we used to interpret and live in our reality. Cognitive biases are one of the best examples of how using our psychology on autopilot can harm our well-being. Biases are powerful distortions of reality that can influence what we believe, how we make decisions, and how we judge and interact with individuals and groups of people. The way we categorize by gender, age, political, or cultural groups is frequently done subconsciously and automatically. We can make interpretations that are very unfair, but the worst part is that we have blind spots that prevent us from realizing our errors, from seeing our blind spots, while feeling very confident at the same time. At any given time, we can easily let default automatic stereotypes influence us even if we eventually realize these errors and wind up feeling regret. Well, at least feeling regret is better than denying we were in the wrong, though. True, but sometimes, instead of listening and being open-minded, we actually double down. Exactly. We may use irrational strategies to double down and become defensive. Let's say that someone points out that I'm being unfair to a coworker because of his age. But I feel that I'm right. I could convince myself that it's just how things are. That older people just don't learn as fast, let's say. In a way, if my brain makes a quick automatic interpretation that feels right, then I must be right. By the way... Organizational research shows that elderly employees effectively use strategies to compensate for any losses in reaction time. And workers over the age of 50 are among the most engaged members of the workplace. Yet, studies show that the majority of people in the workforce over the age of 50 experience age discrimination. The problem with our brain wandering off is not that it processes information automatically. The bigger issue is that when we lack full awareness, 
we gravitate towards the negative. This phenomenon is what is called the negativity bias. We have a built-in tendency towards noticing and remembering negative events more than positive ones when we operate on autopilot. This tendency exists in order to help us recognize and remember potential threats to our survival and in order to be more efficient. The majority of Americans report experiencing stress while commuting to work or school, with heavy traffic being one of the factors that produce the highest levels of stress. For some people, being in heavy traffic can be the factor that induces a heart attack. Let's break down how the autopilot and the negativity bias could be involved in that type of stressful experience. Let's say a person is lost in thought as she's driving in heavy traffic. Suddenly a car cuts in front of her aggressively and she becomes angry, takes it personal and lets that experience ruin her day. That person may not realize that most drivers around her were driving well, that this event wasn't personal and that perhaps she's better off letting it go instead of obsessing about it. The autopilot and the negativity bias can make us feel like victims and we can make all kinds of irrational interpretations of reality. The autopilot and the negativity bias can impact many domains in our lives. We like to highlight relationships in particular. If we want to establish healthy relationships, we need to be able to pay attention and communicate effectively. If we let our minds operate on autopilot as we interact with others, we are more likely to experience relationship breakdowns. We may jump to conclusions, assume, or react without thinking. On top of that, the negativity bias will make it so that we notice and remember the bad while failing to see and remember the positive aspects of our relationships. The strategy we'd like to suggest today is to create gaps between the input we receive from the world and our reactions. This can increase the probability that we can be mindful and avoid automatic responses that are influenced by the negativity bias. When we talk about gaps, we talk about creating the necessary distance that could involve time and space. That space consists primarily of our ability to observe and reflect. Thomas Jefferson's age-old advice of counting to 10 before speaking when we're angry is a perfect example of how we can create gaps and be more mindful. Let's say you come home upset because of traffic or a work-related stressor. You may respond aggressively toward a person in your household who didn't mean to upset you. We all do it. We snap, overreact, escalate, and cause pain to the people around us when we could use more constructive ways of interacting. All we may need is just a little bit of patience, time, and space. Mindfulness puts the brakes on the mind on autopilot and allows us to use our attention in a way that we can realize what we're doing. This can enrich our lives and our relationships. As we stated in our previous episode, the mind can change the brain and changes in the brain result in changes in the mind. This is how we can learn to reprogram our psychology. But this process doesn't come out of thin air or out of good intentions. It requires daily effort and daily practice. Research by Daniel Gilbert, a Harvard psychologist, indicates that we could spend up to 50% of our time awake on autopilot mode. Our mind frequently wanders, even when we're having a conversation, listening to an important presentation, 
even during intimate moments. Not only that, this research reported that when people are in a mind-wandering state, we're more likely to feel dissatisfied and more likely to focus on the negative. To recap, the problem is not that our mind has the ability to process input automatically. The problem is when we live our lives on autopilot mode and become blind, when we fail to create enough space to be aware and reflect, when we fail to analyze what is really happening and we create a distorted reality guided by irrational and reactive responses. In our next episode, we will talk about transforming stress from the enemy to energy. We would like to thank all those of you who have and who continue to support this podcast. Remember, you can do so by visiting our website, www.togrowhappy.com, and find the transcripts for this and all episodes. We hope this episode can help you become happy. See you next season. Goodbye. Ciao. Adios.